Hey there, listeners. This is Katie here with a quick trigger warning. This episode discusses the loss of a parent, grief, mental health, and some other generally heavier topics. We do this to empower you, the listener, with the knowledge you need to make safe, healthy decisions about how and if you should consume this content. If you're uncomfortable, please skip this episode and just join us in the next. With that in mind, let's get started. Well, hello, everyone. It's Chaotic Katie, otherwise known as Katie, and I'm here with... Chief Keef, or you can just call me Chief, and welcome to the Metal and Gaze podcast. Where the gay don't quit, and neither do our mouths. Woo woo. <laughs> All right. Last episode, we discussed some heavier topics. We're continuing with the same thing, but this time, we're going to talk about Chief's mama. Yeah, good old mom. Good old mom third. Yeah. um i'm gonna use a couple of the same questions you had for me but then i've also added a few of my own um but we're gonna start with the most obvious one what was your mom's name my mom's name was deborah what did you call her most of the time though uh mom normally when i was younger it was mommy but you know now then as i got older it was just mom she was just mom all right. I like the name Deborah. It's a wonderful name. If you had to describe your mom using one inanimate object, what would it be and why? Um, so anytime I think of my mom, I always think of the moon. And I this has been like a reoccurring theme. Um actually on my left like ankle I have a tattoo that I got from my mother and it's a moon. Um, my mom, A, was just, like, she really always liked the moon in general. Like, all of her emails and stuff, it was, like, like, midnight moon at Yahoo or something like that. Um, but also just the way that my mother kind of carried herself, she was just always, like, she was a night owl. She always had, like, this wonderfully, like, long, dark black hair that just against all of the other features on her face and everything like I don't know it just she always reminded me of the moon and anytime that I think about her I think about the moon and you know even now a lot of the time like if I see that the moon looks really pretty at night uh, sometimes I'll just like go and stand outside and stare at it and it just reminds me of her there's something about like the the warmth in the darkness of the night that the moon provides that just reminds me of her Oh, that's beautiful. I also love the moon. So I love that about your mom. That's very cool. Uh, similarly, what is the most beautiful or interesting thing about your mom? Oh, most beautiful or interesting thing. Mm-hmm. And um, this can be like a personality thing or a thing she did, like actions or even like a feature. I think... My mom was always very focused on her kids. And I think that's something that, like, I just always found beautiful. Like, my mom, no matter what was going on, she always had our, like, best interests at heart. And even though she didn't always make the best decisions for us, we always knew that she made it with, like, the best intentions. And 
my mom had like she suffered a lot of abuse and other kinds of things previously in her life especially things stemming from her parents um her dad in particular was really 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 terribly abusive to her in multiple different kinds of ways and I think from that she kind of was like well I'm not gonna let my own children experience that um and so really everything she did throughout her life was for us and I don't know that was that's always just been something that stood out to me is how much she did just for us um so yeah it's probably the most beautiful thing about her also she was just a gorgeous woman um I've shown you pictures of her confirm yeah I can confirm she was gorgeous just stunning stunning woman absolutely stunning um and also the hair thing when you mentioned it, it was like yeah she had the most I, the first thing i said when i saw it was like she has the most beautiful hair just absolutely gorgeous hair and like she had just these like these facial features that were just so wonderful her her nose i always liked she had i mean she had like an kind of like an ethnic like ethnic nose which i just i always found very beautiful and I, I thankfully kind of inherited that from her um and her eyes god she was just she was so pretty um, she really was yeah anytime i see a picture of her or if people like ask about my mom you know that's the first thing i always like to do is show a picture of her because god damn she was a wonderfully beautiful woman so what is a favorite story of you and your mom or um a favorite story that people will always tell about your mom Okay, yeah, so I have an answer for both of these. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, so the first of them being um, a story about her that someone else has told. Um, my favorite one actually comes from my father. <laughs> um, so back in the day, uh, before I was born, my parents were apparently major potheads. And <laughs> this came as... Respect. Sp- quite a shock to me once i was old enough for my father to tell me this story because i i was like what you two of all people like really (laughs) i couldn't have believed it because my dad is like as straight edge as they come or so i thought (laughs) and my mother i just thought she was a very tame woman again apparently not um so my mom um decided that when she got pregnant with me she was gonna like swear off smoking um which probably for the best when you're pregnant i don't know i don't know the the medical effects of having smoking marijuana with a child in the womb but you know um (laughs) but anyways she does this and then you know she's pregnant with me for a while and then my dad you know decides to smoke one night and i guess he finally convinces my mother to smoke that night and mom ends up having a little more weed than maybe she needed, <laughs> which prompts her to be going around the house yelling and panicking, oh my God, I got the baby addicted to pot. <laughs> oh no. Oh no, that's the best. Oh no. <laughs> So apparently she had a solid like hour long freak out thinking that she had addicted me, her child in the womb to pot. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh no, pot's not addictive. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> the worst part too is like my mother is it was a, a hypochondriac. <laughs> Like very oh, much no. so, very much through and through. So convincing her of a medical thing not being like the case is a very difficult thing to do. So yeah, especially when she's high. Uh, yeah, it was it was a lost cause at that point. But I always think that that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> that is truly very funny. I love that. I love that for your mom. So sweet. <laughs> um, and then as far as like a favorite memory of like just me and my mom um i just so i think i talked about this on an episode a while back but the story of like the the gas station versus the mcdonald's yes um and and the 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 quick retelling of it is that basically my mother was taking us to go get some food and we were going to go to mcdonald's and my mom looks at the the fuel gauge and is like, oh, we're like almost out of gas. And she asks me her like, I, I was probably like five or six at that point. And she's like, where, where do you think we should go first? The gas station or McDonald's? And me, I'm like, well, obviously the gas station. And my mom is like, hmm, you might be right, but I'm going to try to go to the McDonald's first. Which prompts us to pull up to the like the second window. They hand us our food, and the truck runs out of gas, and we had to get like five McDonald's employees to like push the car out of the way of the drive-through, and then we had to go get like a gas can from the gas station. Like literally, it was across the street. I'm pretty sure it was like right there. (laughs) Yeah, they're Um, usually pretty close to one. Like, like I think the question was, do we take a left here and then go to the right, or do we take a right and then go across the street? Like that was the question. And I'm like, let's get the gas. Um, but from that day forward, my mother learned to always trust my instinct, <laughs> which I always found really funny. So there were often times in life where mom would just come to me for like short little advice questions like that, like never not anything major. She never put that kind of stress on me. But anytime there were just like little decisions to be made, she always trusted my judgment, which I found really, really funny. Um and it's just kind of carried on through the rest of her life uh, where it was just always, well, what does Chief think? <laughs> <laughs> and I just, I find that so funny. It's it's always, it's just, it lives in my head rent free that that happened. Um, I like that story. I, yeah. I like the retelling because we got a little bit more of it. Yeah. It, it's, <laughs> mom was, mom was just, I, I love her she was a mess sometimes and it was comical. (laughs) It was so funny. (laughs) Um, There were a lot of other instances of like just things happening. Um, None that I can think of specifically right now, but it was a pretty general thing where that would happen. I also remember there was like one time she took us to like a bowling alley uh, because she, she was like a bartender in a bowling alley and I remember she took us there one night for like her night shift. And I remember distinctly, I like slept on a pool table in a bar in a bowling alley in Florida. Oh, wow. Um, that's and, a, that's an experience. And I'm pretty sure that same night was the night that like Larry, the cable guy had come in and signed a bowling pin for my mother. Nice. Nice. So we had that's... a lot of things like that happen. 
which if you've known me for as long as you have now in the strange circumstances that I find myself in, and I feel like part <laughs> of my mother's chaos has rubbed off on me in my adult life, and I find it very I respect funny. it. I respect <laughs> it. Um, here's a question for you. Um, yeah. This is not a pre-prepared one. It just occurred to me. Was your mom a good driver, or, or do you drive like your mom? Oh. Is what I'm um, asking. <laughs> next question. <laughs> no, I demand an answer. Was your mother a good driver, or did she drive like you? She drove like me. Oh, this is where you get it from. You got it oh, from your mom. Oh, mama. I so get it from my mom. I so get it. I was, from when mom. you mentioned all the but, chaos, it was like this sounds like this lady. But was here's just the thing: my mother, <laughs> my mother was terrified of driving. My mom hated driving. Oh no! I have no issue driving. I drive seven and a half hours like it's nothing. My mother hated driving. Always got so nervous. I see. So her like her chaos in driving always came from the fact that she was terrified. She hated it. My chaos comes from me just not caring anymore. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I have so many feelings about your driving. It's but... okay. So does everybody, including the people on the street. <laughs> uh, well, here is one that I'm very interested in. Um, what are you most grateful she taught you or did for you? Mm-hmm. What is that thing that you're most grateful that she either something that she did for you continuously or just one time or just this like moment where she taught you something and you went, wow, maybe years down the line. And you were just like, oh, that was pivotal. That was important. The thing about my mom is she she herself, she was a weirdo. And as a result, she attracted weirdos from all different walks of life. They were her friends, her lovers, everything in between. And as I've kind of gotten older and I learned, I feel like I definitely learned this from her. She was so accepting of everybody. There was nary a person that my mother would not be willing to try to befriend or show love to or show kindness to. She was just that kind of person who she loved everybody. Um, And I think I kind of learned from emulating her and, Really, just as I've gotten older, being more like realizing all the positive things about her, that her ability to love and show kindness, regardless of background, regardless of, you know, their living situation, regardless of race, gender identity, sexual orientation, anything, my mother accepted and loved everyone. And... Mm. You know, now as I meet all the people that I do, I've it's rubbed off on me that, like, everybody gets a chance. Everybody gets, from the get-go, the opportunity to be close to me, to receive my kindness, to receive the love that I can give. And I just, I don't know. The, the reason she reminds me of the moon is because of just that warmth no matter what. Even if it's completely pitch black around you, the entire situation is dark and dreary. There's a warmth to it. And she was that warmth. And I feel like now that I'm older, that's what I want to be. That all comes from her. And I think she taught me that, you know, that's important. That no matter what, everyone deserves a little love, a little kindness, a little forgiveness. That's an excellent thing to leave behind. Um. Were you prepared 
for your mom to pass away? Um, it's a complicated answer. <laughs> um, so to share some of the drama that is my family. <laughs> um, so about a year before my mother passed, um, I hadn't heard from her in a while um, leading to this point. And I do have a sister in the family who is known for kind of having some dramatic tendencies and doing things that are very outlandish and inappropriate. And I guess she got drunk one night and she called me. I think this was Thanksgiving that she called me. And I hadn't heard from my mom in like two, three months. And this sister called me and was saying like mom passed away like mom died mom is dead all these things and she just kind of dropped that on me out of the blue and then hung up and my mom at the time wasn't in the best kind of living situation and so she didn't really have access to a phone to get on like facebook messenger or and there was no phone number i could text or anything i had zero contact um and so i went through this like entire grief process believing that my mother was dead um without any real answer as to whether or not it was true aside from my sister and fast forward a good couple months after that i finally get like a text from my mom on facebook and she's saying that she's fine and i didn't send anything like saying that that's what happened but i just was like hey i miss you i hope everything's going well and I hear back from my mom and I'm like well okay so she's not dead so I just went through the entire grief of like losing my mother even though she was still around um and then that year um it was Christmas Eve my family we all went out for a movie and my mom called after we got out of the movie and she wanted to talk to us so we got on a phone call and I got to talk to her and told her how much I loved her. And I remember that she said to me, she was kind of tearful and she asked me, do you hate me? And it was kind of out of nowhere, but we hadn't really been keeping in touch a lot. And she asked me that and I was like, of course not, not one bit. Um, anyways, that phone call ends, hang up and um, go about my life. We promised that we were going to call each other again soon and two months later on february 14th 2018 um my parents where my dad calls me into his room he sits me down and tells me that our stepdad got in touch with him and my mom had just passed away mm. so how old were you when that happened in 2018 i was 18 so you lost your mom really young. Yeah. Um, very traumatically. The mm -hmm. lead up is a lot. Yeah. That it's... had to have affected your grief process. How did it? No, that had to have. Oh, um, yeah. No, it did. Did you feel like you had to hide your grief or could you grieve openly? Um... The first time around, I hit it because we didn't really know anything. And one of the things is we never told my sister, my younger sister. Um, mm -hmm. 
because we didn't have any proof of it and we didn't want to put her through that without her without you know it being 100 percent true um so i kind of just had to deal with it on my own um the second time around i didn't have to grieve alone i was able to grieve openly but my dad definitely had a hard time dealing with it um because my dad still loved my mom they were divorced but and they it ended rockily but like they they my dad still cared about her a lot it was more just kind of in rec like unreconciled you know what i'm trying to say um yeah unreconciled emotions yeah just a lot of things happening um gotcha so then my dad's just kind of like well what do you do because my dad already was one of those parents who like didn't quite know how to parent but was kind of figuring it out along the way um like i'm his oldest kid so he's figuring that out and then he's like well how the fuck do you deal with a like your kid's mom dying and the other thing is like my mom wasn't in the same state as me i was in tennessee and mom passed away in california so it was just a whole clusterfuck of like what are you what are you supposed to do in that situation as a parent so he tried to like facilitate the grieving process but obviously there was only so much he could do and he was he doesn't even handle death very well so for him to handle the death of his ex-wife and his the mother of his children like that was rough so what was your process like for you um at first it wasn't very healthy <laughs> to be completely honest um i don't know i I was confused at first. Um, I was angry, but kind of just at the fact that I had there'd been so much wasted time. The fact that like w- one of the things that weighed really heavily on me is that the last time I had talked to her, and still to this day, the last time I ever spoke to my mother, she asked me if I hated her, and yeah, you know that. Even now, I mean, it's been four years since this happened, and I still, to this day, am just, like, angry that I never picked up the phone after that, that I never really made an effort to reach out. But, I mean, when you're when you're 18, you don't expect to have a parent pass away. Yeah. So when things like that happen, you don't think about, well, I need to make sure I reconcile this before she dies. Right. Like that wasn't at the forefront of my mind. So I was kind of angry with the universe and with the whole situation of like, did my, you know, did my mom pass away thinking that I hated her? Did I do enough? There was some bargaining for sure. Um, And then at one point it just, it was acceptance, but unhealthy acceptance. Um, That's when I started like smoking um, a little more serious because I'd kind of like, quit before that I started smoking when I was 15 and past that I just kind of like I was like well no I'm gonna stop and start and then it was like a social thing and then after that I was like no no I'm I'm doing this Mm. like I need something to cope with um yeah it just it wasn't the most healthy grieving process to start with and then as I've kind of gotten older I've kind of just started to realize like you know this is what it is and Am I really, like, honoring her legacy if I just let myself wither away because of this? Because mm. one of the things is my mom really believed in me. Anytime I had any sort of passion, like, she was all for it. 
she wanted me to take on the world and do whatever I could. Um, but she wouldn't have wanted me to just kind of wither away at her passing. For so. sure. So yeah. you mentioned some unhealthy coping mechanisms, but what gives you comfort now? You're four years out of this, so you're way ahead of mm-hmm. me in this curve. What comforts you now? I know now that, A, I had to come to terms with there was nothing I could do about it. Like, her her passing had nothing to do with me. Um, she wanted me to do great things, and so I can't let this death affect me that much. And I, I think about, you know, what I was saying earlier, like, the way that she lived her life and how she cared about others, I, I had to start to realize, like, that's that's what I need to do. I need to take her legacy and I need to move it forward. That kind of helped me cope. And then I just kind of leaned into the rest of my family. I think one of the things that really helped me with coping was I got closer with my dad after. Because mm-hmm. um, me and my dad had a very rocky relationship. Um, especially after, you know, I came out and everything. I mean, he never hated me. There was never any threat of me getting kicked out, but it was just kind of, we grew apart a little bit. And then after mom passed, I think we both kind of realized that like, you know, I am one of his two children and he is my only parent. Um, you know, we kind of decided it was time to bond a little more. Um, so having my dad and my sister and like my other siblings and even my stepmom, like I started to just kind of appreciate them more and lean more into those relationships that I hadn't really developed. Cause I was like, you know, if, if mom can pass away, so can they. So yeah. in order to cope with her death, I needed to get closer with the people around me. And it helped. It helped a lot more than I thought it would. It's interesting how death tends to make you want to reevaluate your relationships with people. And sometimes it can be in a positive way of like rekindling or f- fixing or healing a relationship. Or it can be the straw that breaks the camel's back and that's the end of things with some people where you just go I can't with you anymore this yeah. is it but no, I live that for you it was a positive and you're you're completely right I mean that that was the thing it was just I think the main thing was it was such a shock to all of us and we just kind of we we realized like <laughs> like I said I mean we realized that at any point any of us could go so we need to make the most out of this um, with that said. And we've never said those words to each other, but I think we all just kind of know that, like. You answered you my know. question. <laughs> huh? I was going to ask if you guys had ever talked about it explicitly, but you just answered my question. Yeah, no, we Good never job. have. But, like, I think we've all just realized <laughs> that we want to we want to value that time with each other. I mean, like, my, my dad and I, since my mom has passed, um, like, my dad and I would always stay up and, like, talk about things late at night and even now like i'm i'm a full-blown adult i call my dad once every like week or two and just talk catch up talk about movies we've watched or tv shows we're into or like whatever is going on in life that's good and it was a thing that prior to me being 18 we just didn't do like my dad before that knew nothing about me and now he knows a lot about you now he knows quite a bit (laughs) um so you know it was it the grieving process was rough 
to start. But as I've gotten older, I've kind of just like, like I said, I've started to realize like, hey, I can't let this be, hey, I can't let this beat me up anymore. Like, I just, I have to move on at some point. Um, and it took me like two years to kind of realize that like, hey, at some point you've got to move on. You've got to deal with it. Um, I've got to get closer with the people who I love. And I really got to just like, I got to, I got to remember what my mom stood for and what she, what she wanted for me in life, which was for me to be successful and to be happy and to be kind and loving. Like that's, that's all she wanted for me. She wanted me to be happy and loving and kind. And that's basically it. And she wanted me to pursue whatever it was I wanted to do. There was nothing else that that woman wanted in her life other than that, than to see her kids having just a fantastic life. And if I was going to just sit around and mope and tear my life apart with drug addiction and alcohol and other unhealthy habits that developed, I mean, that would have torn her apart to see that that's what her death caused. So I, I had to, I had to stop. Um, and now I'm here today and I'm, you know, I still get sad. I think about her a lot, but it's rare that thinking about her makes me like curl up into a ball and like want to die. <laughs> That's good progress. We like to hear that. Yeah. Um, speaking of that progress, you, your experience is very different from mine. Cause I feel like I wasn't even quite 30. Um, I was almost uh and i felt like it was so young for me to lose a parent already because my siblings are 10 and 13 years older than me and they just then lost their parent but 18 that is you're still learning how to be a person you're still yeah. not done cooking like you're still learning how to be a person you're not done cooking yet I, well <laughs> do you have any advice for other people who are so young like either your age or younger and I've lost a parent? The first thing I'm going to say is if you haven't lost a parent yet, no matter what your age is, make sure that they know how you feel about them. Like, because that's probably the roughest part is, you know, being that young, you don't really experience death very often. Maybe your like great grandparent dies, maybe a grandparent, but like a parent, no. Um, So, you know, Hug your, hug your parents a little tighter if you haven't lost a parent yet. Um, but if you're that young, I mean, A, be okay with expressing the grief. It's, it's hard. Um, there's going to be a lot of things that they're going to miss out on and that you're going to miss out on. I remember, like, graduation. You know, my mom didn't see me graduate high school. She never saw the first day of college. She's not going to see college graduation in a year. I think first you need to come to terms with that if you are young, that there will be a fundamental part of that equation that is missing. And then even though that's the case, you need to... Sorry, give me one second. <laughs> You're going to miss out on those experiences and... You have to learn that it's okay to be upset about that, but not let it consume you. There's nothing you can change about that situation. And while you're going to feel hurt and angry and upset about it, you just have to reconcile with it. And then once you do, know that it's okay to feel 
like that it's okay to feel that way. Understand your feelings and then learn to move on with them. That's um, excellent advice. Because that's really all you can do. That's And that's the hard thing about when you lose a parent that young is like, you're not, you're not prepared. You know, they're not supposed to be gone yet. They're supposed to be able to give you advice much later in the future. And there are just things that they are supposed to be alive for. And when they're not, it's confusing and it's scary and it's upsetting and distressing. And you have to realize that it's okay to feel all of those emotions and to experience that. And then just feel your feelings. I think the most damaging thing you could do is to just hold it all in and pretend like it's okay. It's not okay. It shouldn't be okay. And that's fine. I love that we've both said basically the same thing about feeling your feelings. It's, And that seems like such a trite thing to say, but it's such a heavy thing to do. It really is. I mean, and it took me time. I was angry at my graduation. Yeah, reasonable, understandable. I was it's angry as I was watching hard. all of these. You know, watching the other kids hug their moms. <laughs> That's hard. Yeah. I'm going to shift you to a slightly sweeter question. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Um, I told you when we talked about my dad that um, he wanted to, when he died, he was going to become the color blue. Yeah. What color would your mom have been? What color would she want to be? Oh, purple. Easily purple. purple. Okay, why do I love your mother so much? (laughs) Why is she just the cooler version of me? (laughs) Oh my God, my mom loved purple. My mom loved purple. I love that. She loved purple Purple and she loved black. Purple, purple, black, and moon. God damn. Purple, black, and moons. Yeah, no. She was. I'm just copying your mom's personality it. now. Well, and the thing, and my mom loved just like my mom loved dark things. That was something about her that like, um, <laughs> she at one point she was really into fish. Um, her, my my stepdad was like really into fishing and stuff, and my mom just liked fish. She thought they were cool, so she had like a bunch of like beta fish and a bunch of other kind of fish. And she named them all after serial killers. <laughs> <laughs> that is an amazing. Okay, I like that because I had a beta fish and I named mine Osama bin Finland because he's an asshole. <laughs> oh, yeah. We I had, fucking um, love that your mom named them after serial killers. Which ones was, did she choose? There was one of the fish, and ironically, he was one of the beta fish who ended up eating one of the other fish. His name was Dahmer. Um, uh-huh, uh-huh, there, was, uh-huh. there was Bundy She did have one who she just called Satan Which I found very funny um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think she had um, oh, Whatever the BTK killer's name was I can't remember uh, She had a good She had a solid collection There were like 10 of them And they were all wow. serial killer based And I was like Good lord woman <laughs> I, um, I love that I love yeah, that no. so much she yeah she was always into that kind of stuff and like um yeah no and she always loved like she loved paranormal stuff she was she always thought that that stuff was real and she was always really like ghosts aliens all of that stuff she was like oh yeah fully 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 on board 
I am um, distressed. I never got the opportunity to meet your mother because she sounds like I would have loved everything well, about her. And her mom is a witch. <gasps> so I think that's also is, where some of that stems from. Dude, did the universe just align when they introduced <laughs> us? Were we meant to be friends? I think it did. But Damn. yeah, so my, my grandma is a witch and on my mom's side. and um, Or at least she was a practicing witch. I don't know if she is anymore. But she was at one point and gave birth to my mother. And my mother was raised around that. And so my mother just always had a fascination with just like dark things. And it, it rubbed off on me. But yeah. Um, I love that. So like purple, black. She loved. Oh my God, we had black cats when we were kids. Um, mm. Loved them. And she was a cat person. She was a cat person. We had at I one point we had nine cats. <gasps> that oh, I love. We had nine cats, so much right now. and we had one dog. We had one dog, but nine cats. Amazing, amazing. Um, yeah. What a life. I remember being woken up when I was a little kid to my mom's, like, because we all had, like, our own cat, you know, that was, like, ours that we took care of. Well, her cat, right. um, she woke us up in the middle of the night because it was giving birth. So we got to see, like, little baby kittens be born. It was adorable. Um, <laughs> that cat was an asshole, though. <laughs> I mean, Fiercely protective mother. Fiercely protective mother. <laughs> Um, That's but yeah, so cute. <laughs> yeah. Um, so if your mom were alive today, what is something that you would have been so excited to tell her about? So, you know, that moment when something amazing happens to you or, and you just, you immediately want to pick up your phone and call your person. And usually for me, that's a parent, my mom, usually I wanted to, you know, just tell her everything right away. Um, what would you just be screaming to want to tell her about your life? If I could tell her about streaming, God, if I could tell her that I raised in total almost $2,000 for charity over the past two years for LGBT people, if I was able to tell her that I did a charity in her honor and like actually raise money for that, if I could tell her that I just like that people could see me online and interact with me because she was alive when like youtubers like started becoming popular and everything like she always thought that stuff was so cool Mm. and you know to be able to like call her now and be like hey guess what mom i've made it like i've i've started doing this you know there are people who follow me and tune in every single time i do it and like i've been able to take this opportunity and use it to do something good oh my god she would be astounded because i mean when i was a kid like we always used to talk about like how one day like i would do something great and i'd have enough money to like you know help solve world hunger like to like to give back and to do things with like charity money my mom was really into that kind of thing. She always loved the idea of just like charity, being able to help others. Um, I don't know. She would just be ecstatic about it. She'd want to talk to me for hours. Mm. And I wish I could tell her about it. I wish I could show her. Because she'd be I so have, supportive. 
Oh, I love that. Um, I have one last question. Yeah. This is, this is the hard one. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have anything that you didn't say to her that you wish you could have said? Or is there something you would have repeated to her that you'd said before, but you would want to really emphasize? Mom, <laughs> I love you. And I, I didn't say it enough. And I didn't have a... I should have called you and said it after that last phone call. Because you were the best mom I could have asked for. You did everything you could for me. We were homeless at one point and you did everything you could to make it not feel that way. I remember we would go like stay a night in a hotel and it would turn into just some like fantasy adventure. You know, we were in this big fancy place because someone was kind enough to put us up in a hotel room for a night. When we were sleeping in the car, driving to a different place every day because we didn't have a home to go to, you treated it like one big road trip. I remember right before we got kicked out of the house, you, you know, the city like shut off our water and our power and you made it into like some sort of camping experience. Still tried to keep it fun and exciting. I realized after the fact that we were homeless and that we were in poverty and that we were suffering. But in the moment, it didn't feel like it. And while, yeah, maybe that's affected me a little bit into my adult life having gone through that, it, at the time, you made it okay. And I think it was your ability to take such a horrible thing and turn it into, you know, something that we could reflect kindly upon. <laughs> And that we could look at you and say that you were a great mother through it. I mean, that's a testament to you and who you were as a person. And I'm sorry that in your last couple months, you even had a semblance of a thought that me or my sister hated you. Because we didn't. We loved you more than you could have ever imagined. And. There was nothing you could do that would have changed that. Not a single thing would have changed it. Thanks for supporting me no matter what. I remember I didn't even really have to come out to you. <laughs> you just knew. I told you at one point that I had a boyfriend and you were just okay with it. You wanted to meet him. <laughs> you never made me feel like I couldn't tell you that. And for that, I am beyond thankful. And through it all... Even though we didn't have a perfect childhood, and even though you didn't do everything right as a mother, you were still the best mom I could have asked for. And I love you. And I always will. Well, now that I've made you cry. Yeah. <laughs> and you've made me. Uh, <laughs> thank you for listening, Shit. everybody. Yeah. Oh. If you haven't, Go tell your parent that you love them. Yeah. Or show them that you love them. Whichever way works best for you. And all your found family as well. Hold on to your people. And for the first time you'll ever hear me say it, amen to that. <laughs> <laughs>
we're not going to do a bunch of promo, but we will thank our Patreon members uh, for their subscription. Harper Ann and Alana Brumhead, thank, thank you, you for guys. your sub on the Patreon. You guys help keep us going. Um, next episode, we promise to be goofy, silly, cute, but these, yep. <laughs> these were our memorials. These were important. So thank you for listening and thank you for respecting us for doing this. We appreciate the space that you've held for us these last two episodes. Yeah. Couldn't have said it better myself. Thank you, Keith, for telling your story. Thanks for letting me. I am so very sad. I could not have met your mom because she sounds. My mom was fucking rad. I think I would have really liked her because she sounds like we have a lot in common. She was a fucking hoop. (laughs) And with that, everybody, good night. Goodbye. Bye. See you next time.